I'm not listening to a second of this. This is the master. This is a ridiculous. I can smell everything. If he was a killer, I'd smell it. If he was a raccoon or a squirrel, I'd smell it. And I don't smell anything like that right now. Right now, all I smell is bullshit. Stray Dogs. Written by Tony Fleeks. Art by Tris Forstner. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And my adorable Disney dog is the one, the only. Uh-oh, driver's right here. <laughs> it's a, a guttural Scooby-Doo that's my, that's to my, kick off. That's my Scooby-Dooby. That's a guttural Scooby-Doo to, to kick off the Comic Exposure Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in, folks. Thank you for being here with us as Travis and I dive deep into some podcasts. And you, may, you might be going, where the hell have you guys been? You might be going... I thought this was supposed to be a summer of reading and another summer event. And under normal circumstances, you would be right. Uh, but I started a new job and Travis rats uh, flew across the world to the United States. Then very quickly flew back to Japan. I said, Nope, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm getting back. And getting so back. that in a week or so he can fly to Guam to start a new job in Guam. That's right. Uh, he's a jet-setting man, and so yeah. all of this has has made uh, podcasting a little more difficult. But yeah. we're here. We're here to talk to you about a book today. So we want to thank you. This is a this is a comic. Well, book let me club say something, episode. Josh. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. what what happened at your place. Uh, yeah, but not one authority knocked on my door to see if I was okay. So if you are a listener, obviously you're not that concerned because you didn't serve, no. you didn't send a search party out. Yeah, what's it? Well, no one did a well visit. No one did a well visit on either of us. We didn't get any emails being like, are you guys okay? Do you need help? Blink twice. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. And I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in our listeners. But I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they don't care all that much. But listeners, we care about you. And that's why we're here with this episode. So Travis and I are diving deep into a comic book for this comic book club episode, and we are diving into Stray Dogs out on Image Comics. Uh, Stray Dogs, uh, this volume of Stray Dogs, I don't know if it's the series is over. Yeah, the series is, is over. Uh, again, remember, oh, uh, the idea behind um, this summer was to read stuff in issues before the trade came out. So we're going to try to stick to that as closely as we can. Uh, the last yeah. issue of this came out maybe like three weeks ago. For yes. about a month ago, I'm not quite sure if the trade is officially out yet. Oftentimes, it usually takes a month or two. I think it's even more. It's getting quicker and quicker between the yeah. end of a run and the um, the start of the trade or the selling of a trade. For uh, sure. 
I can, sure. I'll definitely look that up at some point in the podcast to see if that trade is out on Amazon and let you guys know. Uh, but yeah, it's five issues, complete arc, self-contained arc in here. So we read each of these five issues. Um, I read them as they're coming out. I think, Josh, you got the first yeah, for three. The, for the when they most came- part, yeah, yeah. For the most part, I read them all when they came out. And I think I had a little gap. You know what? I think I read the first three at one chunk and then read four and five when they came out. So this is Stray Dogs. It's uh, written by Tony Fleeks. Uh, Trish Forstner is the artist. The colorist is Brad Simpson. Um, and it's out on Image Comics. You should check it out if you can't get the if you can't get the trade yet. Go grab the single issues. This is a like Travis said, a self-contained story. One of the things that plagues us as uh, you know comic exposure is we read a volume and then we we don't read the second volume because yeah. that's not what the show is about. So it's really nice to have a a very complete story. And I'm gonna go out in a limb. And say a, a very good complete yeah. story. Yeah, I, an I, enjoyable read. An enjoyable yeah. read. This one. Uh, so let's go into it. I, this kind of let's verge those two ideas together. I think when it comes to uh, monthly comics, this is a great story for a monthly comic. Yeah, it, it, it's mystery. It's suspense. It, it's it's comedy. Uh, the mystery is just involved enough that. You don't forget all like there's not like th- 300 elements like in some sci-fi mystery right. we're not, series. We're not, we're not world building. We're not doing anything uh, where you have to remember the rules of a planet or like what the backstory is on yeah. a character. I can't get back into reading Saga month to month without going back through and figuring out what the hell's happening. Right, right. So this is the story of Stray Dogs a dog who finds itself in a new home, mm-hmm. but remembers that it had a different owner. And the other dogs in the house are essentially like, nah, dude, this is just where we hang out. But she remembers her owner being hurt. And then she gets to this place. And then over the course of the issues, we unravel the mystery of all of these different animals and what happened to their owners and how the guy that they're living with spoiler alert is a serial killer. Now this is like a dark, a dark tale. It truly is dark, but it looks like 101 Dalmatians or the Fox and the Hound. The creative team behind this book is the same one who's doing my little pony. Um, so it, it feels like an all age, a book you pick up off the all ages rack. And in fact, the first issue, I believe they do play with that. Um, right. Yeah. In the first part. Um, but yeah, you're right, Josh. It is, it is about this dog who comes in and, uh, discovers, uh, that, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the creative team here uses the short memory of a dog yes, as yeah. a key feature in creating a mystery, which is really the, I mean, this, this runs like a traditional maybe mystery or thriller, but you know, it all hinges around the fact that dogs can't remember much of what happened, but this dog, Sophia, who we enter the story through remembers a tragic event in her not so recent past. And this triggers uh, the uh, uh, solving of this mystery about who her new owner is and uh, what happened to her person, you know? what happened to her personally and what happened to the other dogs in this owner's house. So there's like 12 dogs in this house, something like that. 
Yeah. Go, can you imagine many... the smell of this house, Josh? Uh, I imagine it smells a lot like dog. Now, I have one. I have one dog, and my bedroom smells like a dog. And three. Cats. I can't imagine. I can't imagine having ten dogs, and what my house would smell like with ten dogs. But I guess when you're a serial killer, the dog smell covers up the body smell. Oh my god, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Decomposing the- bodies and dogs smell exactly the same. I probably you ever, do. You you ever feel bad? Like you ever had like a friend's house that you go to and they have an old dog and God bless old dogs. But here's the thing. I feel like dogs just start to rot internally while they're still alive. And so I remember a friend of mine had this old German retriever that was like 14 years old, which is pretty old for a golden retriever. And it just smelled. It just stunk. And it always wanted to be pet. And it come up to you like, oh, buddy, buddy, you stink. You stink. And his house would stink. And like you tell him, we'd make fun of the, the kid, like your dog stinks. He's like, I don't, we don't know what to do. We wash it all the time. It's just decomposing on his feet. He's just a dead dog. He's just a dying dog. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to ask you, so we do have this sort of style Disney-esque visuals, sort of very Pixar-y. Like all these movies have come out recently, like uh, The Life of Dogs and or Life of Pets and these other sort of like children's movies surrounding like what are dogs doing during the day? What does this look like? And so we're kind of force fed this like, oh, it's a cutesy little story. But underneath of it is this like it it really quickly turns dark. What do you how did you take that juxtaposition as a reader? Fancy word. Yeah. Of of like the cuteness of it. The idea of following dogs around and talking dogs with well, this sort of dark story. Well, I always love it when people do this. You, you can look back like in the 80s and think about Felix the cat. Right. Uh, was it Felix yeah. is the darker the darker one? Heathcliff. Yeah. Heathcliff is not is is not so dark. I mean, he's got he's got a little bit of a tude. Uh, maybe <laughs> I, I, I would go as far as cats. We go. Uh, uh, give me something I can't think of 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 a very wholesome cat. Then Garfield. Then Heathcliff. Then Felix. Okay. As far okay. as the range of uh, yeah. uh, uh, adultness to it, um, and then you also see it in. Uh, Roger Rabbit to a lesser degree, but, but taking, no, I think you're, I think when you think about like what the story of Roger Rabbit is, there's like all sorts of stuff in Roger Rabbit. You're like, well, that's pretty dark. This guy's killing tunes in the dip. The dip. Remember me? (laughs) When I killed your brother, I sounded just. (laughs) (laughs) It's a booby trap. It's good stuff. Did you say booby trap? Booby (laughs) trap. First of oh, all, so I said booby trap. Kudos on us on great weasel impressions from from Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna take you and your laundry <laughs> out to dry. <laughs> I like the maniacal weasel. He just laughs. Um, yeah. With so, it, doesn't he have a? He has a like a vest. What what's it called? Uh, when you can't. Get oh out of it, it? yeah, uh, straight jacket. Straight jacket. There we go. A vest. <laughs> it's like That's a nice how you know a character is insane. He's got a nice yeah. little. It's a nice vest. It's tailored to him. It's fleece. <laughs> it's very cute. It's like it's got the silk back. Um, I like. So I love I, it when people play with that. I, I like. I mean, when a new style of cartooning comes out, 
it usually is about five or 10 years before someone takes that and flips it on its head um, and gives you something like that. I, I, it's, it's always fun to see uh, an adult st- story served in, you know, a cartoon Cute. platter. Yeah. And cutesy kid. Yeah. Cause this is so like you think about it when you think of like, like, um, adult swim or other cartoons that are in there. They look, they even look a little edgy, you know, like when that first right. came out, like that looked like, I mean, that was the thing, right? Or Simpsons yeah. when it first came out, my parents wouldn't let me watch that. Yeah. My parents wouldn't let me watch it either. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> I I agree with you. I think it's a fun sort of play on your expectations, right? Because right. literally the first couple pages. I was going to ask you about that because I, yeah. I said, let's read this book. And I, when I first picked up the first issue, like the first four pages, I'm like, this isn't for me. Are you kidding me? And then it's like, maybe like page four, or page five in that first issue, you have that, that turn. Um, when you started reading it, those first pages, what were your thoughts? Well, you had already said you should oh. read it. You had told me like you need to read it and it's not what you think it is. Okay. Right? Okay. So you set me up, but I'm going to really tell you like had I picked up that first issue, um the only so here's the deal. They sell you on the cover looks dark, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a cutesy cover. The cover for issue 1 is like a dog with a like very red background behind it so you know it's bad and like a shadowy door and it's peeking around the corner. So you know it's not you know it's not all cute, but when you open up that first issue, it's very much like bright um, colors, big manga eyes and Yeah, like it's dogs. Oliver, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember the like Yeah, it's that's very, a good comparison to it. Yeah. It looks like or all dogs go to heaven, right? Yeah. Like that's the that sort of like what's the uh Bluth or Bloom? What's the you know Judy Bloom? No, the cartoon like it was like uh the the whoever did like Fievel goes west and oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah, go yeah, to yeah, heaven. Yeah. Oh, the guy who animates it. Um yeah. yeah. It's Bluth, isn't it? Don Bluth? Maybe. That's that's my guess, Don Bluth. But it very much but it's has more that. like a secrets of the Nim vibe to yeah. it. Yeah, right. Um, but it's very cute to begin with. And then, well, I guess it's not cute because he's in the do- the dog's like in a a doctor's office, right? But it doesn't seem scary until you see, like, I don't know, like it's you don't get anything scary out of it until she remembers that finds that scarf, right? Mm-hmm. And that scarf belonged to her master, and then it's literally the last. You know, it's it's a turn at the end of that first book. It's maybe like the last six pages of it. If maybe not even that Uh, you're kind of like, oh, right. So like the last the first two thirds of the first issue, you're like, okay, it's kind of cute. And then it turns and you're like, okay, I got to know. I got to know. And I think that's what this I think that's what this author does really well is he you, you said it earlier, like this is a book where it's this thriller and each, each issue ends with this, not necessarily, well, kind of like a cliffhanger, but just enough to get you to go like, Oh crap, I got to come back. I got to find out what's going on. I had talked to fleeks after, uh, uh, issued, I'd read issue two. And my thing was, I was like, this is going to be another twist. This guy isn't going to be what we think he is. I thought it was Mm -hmm. that, that, that a, a second rub, 
you know? Um, it reminded me a lot of, there was a story when we were growing up, a novel called Binocula, where oh, this, okay, yeah. this bunny, bunny gets moved into the house and then the dog and the cat are trying to figure out, they think it's it's sucking all the 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 juice out of vegetables and they think it's like a vampire bunny and i can't remember if it was or or not but it had that sense of like this could go either way for the first couple issues you weren't sure if you were reading too much into the darkness and they could pull it back and at any point reveal like hey all those things you thought were dark actually weren't as dark um until we get to the shed you know in the yeah. like maybe issue three or four or something like that, or probably issue three, um, where we're like, oh, that's undeniably like they're they're in I, jeopardy. And that's issue four. Issue f- yeah. like literally issue four. They find what's inside the shed, and you're like, well, crap. This dude is like straight up serial killer. Uh, well, what's his? Uh, we uh, we read. It puts um, a lotion in the skin. It, 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 no, but r- r- we read. What's the my we met we read my, my friend, friend Dahmer, Dahmer yeah and like that Jeffrey Dahmer had the shed where he did the dissections of the animals and stuff like that like that's how he started right right and so you're very immediately and I think like this plays with the oh I love animals and then you like he hurts one of them like he kills one of them and you're like oh no you didn't dude like it didn't it, you know that he's doing this terrible thing to people yeah Right. Or you're assuming he does. But when he hurts one of the animals, you're like, oh, come on, man. Well, that's one of the things that this does really well. And this goes back to what you're talking about with that art style. This book does the series does a tremendous job of building pathos. One, you have the built in pathos because they're dogs. So you're already starting off on third. And base, and right? they're cute and they're cute. And then that's, dogs. as we were saying, it's that that cute cartoon animation, uh, as opposed to other ways you could have drawn the dogs to make it more photorealistic or you know uh even house style would would make would separate you a little bit from the adorableness of the dogs right. also there's every breed of dog in here so if you've ever owned a dog the breed of dog you've probably owned one of, is in one this of book. these is your dog right yeah. yeah um and because they're dealing with this idea of we can't remember this internal kind of flaw in a dog's memory they're there's even more pathos like just remember like it's okay and like they play off that so well and they don't have to, they get so much help at the beginning because they're dogs but they don't rely on that then they they do right. there's so many dogs in this and it's only five issues and you feel like you kind of know those dogs yeah i mean you know some more than others yeah. right like you've got the you've like sophie and rusty and, and earl earl those are like the main ones and everybody else is kind of secondary um you know they're kind of playing in the background but the those dalmatian are the ones that, in there and the the yeah. female dog and that big it, old the, the big old like well, yeah dalmatian yeah. is the one that he that he killed dalmatian right? the dalmatian uh does not uh it does not end well for the dalmatian right and a couple other dogs. I, I really like this was a I really enjoyed the pacing of this. I thought the pacing was really well done. I thought the um sort of the all around structure, structure was done tone really well. pacing all all at a really good level. And I'll tell you this, after what we've been doing with a lot of post apocalyptic things, this was this such was a nice. breath of fresh air. It really was. 
And it's hard to say like a, a, a book where there's a serial killer who hurts dogs is a breath of fresh air, but mm-hmm. it was a, just a different, it was a different story. And I really, this is one of those things where I think the, the comic medium again is a great place to do a story like this. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how well something like this sells, right? Like it's I did not, really well. It's done really well. Uh, well, that, you know, and that's the thing that it's hard to tell, right? Because how does, I guess this is the thing where it, it does of like crossing demographics, right? Mm-hmm. But it's hard to know, like, I guess you could do this. Would you give be, this to your son? No. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's too dark for that. Um, but I think like it pulls in the sort of the a female audience with the idea of like serial killers and, you know, murders. And that's everybody. Female protagonist in the dog form too. Yeah. I'm a murder. Everybody listens to a murder podcast. So why not, you know, read a murder Oh, that's book. a good point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially that demographic of females that like yeah. my sister loves any like true crime stuff. Yeah. In book form, in podcast, in uh, television. Documentaries all yeah, over yeah. Netflix. Right. Yeah. 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 So this, yeah. This really leans into that, right? And and then it also has like this sort of cute cartoony piece of it and and all of these things. I think it's a um I don't know, it's it's a really good The language isn't rough though. No, no, the yeah. language isn't rough at all. Yeah, which is um, a smart move not to have these dogs cursing the whole time. Right. I think and that's where I think it works in a comic, but if you were to do it in a cartoon, I don't think it's enough for like an adult oh it's style. too it's too borderline like yeah, it's, it's like too who is the, the audience if you don't have it like r-rated yeah right it's too in the middle and i i guess it i mean it i mean there's blood and there's violence and so i guess it would probably not be pg right mm-hmm. but it it i don't it doesn't have that sort of when you think of like the stuff that's on adult swim it's a little more juvenile sometimes. This, and this seems like a cartoon movie in the eighties that we would have grown up with. And we would have been like, how did my parents let us watch that? I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> it, there. Yes. Uh, but I, I really, I dug, um, it, there wasn't an issue that I was bummed about. There wasn't a part of the story that I didn't like. I thought everything worked really well. I think the device of the dog's short term memory you know, not having good short or short term memory was interesting, right? Playing with that. Um, the the holding out on on the true mystery of it all, like the reveal, right? Holding, holding that to really towards the the point of no return really comes in like issue four of five. Of right. five. Right. I the only thing I might say is that it then runs very quickly. I think it could have been six issues, yep. Issue five is very much boom. It's done. Yeah. And so I, that's the only thing where I think it goes really quick. I, and, um, it's just like, it's interesting that like there is a car accident and all of these, like he, that I think that's the most, like that is something where that dog knows how do I get help? Yeah. I'm going to cause an accident. I'm going to cause a car accident. Like I'm going to get hit by a car. 
I think right? they could have separated the. Pro- I think they could have done six issues, and then issue five had it had it where the protagonist is separated from the rest of the group, and there's that that sense of like the the one we're following is in in yeah. in, in immediate jeopardy right now, and they do that to some degree, but having that exploring that uh, uh, a little bit more on there. Um, one of the things I really like about this book too is it's all from the dog's perspective. So it, it is kind of like almost a Muppet Babies type of perspective. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know where you're only really, getting the feet yeah. of the of the owner in quotes. Yeah, you don't see his face until the very end. Yeah, in a fantastic sort of like reveal of what he looks like in his death. Yeah. Right. Um. And there's this great sense, too, of how, I mean, we don't know what dogs think, but there is this sense of, like, he who feeds me is a good guy. Right. Until each of them sort of has this, they each of them gets their memory jogged by this sort of, you know, this discussion and this probe and this thought of, like, no, man, just think. Think about what it was before this, and each of them kind of sees it. And then you can't turn back once they see the once they see the kill room, right? Yeah, yeah. And once they see that, they're like, oh crap. So even if they don't remember their owner, they know that he's not good anymore, right? Yeah. So how does that play in like, you know, obviously all animal stories are like metaphors for things in our own life, even mystery and suspense. Uh, since this device is so prevalent about that repressed memory coming back here, what do you think, how do you think that applies to like us as readers, as far as maybe like a major theme in this book? I don't, that's the thing where I, I, I'm going to tell you what, this is the part that I hated about English class because I don't like to subscribe. I don't like to like put something on it unless the author's like, unless the author goes like, yeah, that's what I meant. Right. So I don't, I didn't read anything where I'm like, oh, he's trying to tell this tale. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that either. But I mean, when you think, anytime I read a story like, um, uh, I know you're watership, watership down, you know, yeah, or something like that. You're like, these are animals, but like, what do these animals represent to us? Well, that's, (laughs) I mean, that's pretty allegorical. I don't know that this is, I don't know that this is an allegory because there there are people in it. Right. Right. Um, I think it, I think what it does is it plays with our sensibilities of, why why does something in this style have to be good right why does something in this why does something animated like this why does a story about dogs why does this always have to be more playing with the medium than with story yeah i think it's playing with the medium right it's 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 subverting your expectations it's playing with the medium, right? It's playing with sort of the style. And I think that's, I think that's what it's doing. I think it's telling, you could maybe tell this story from, I don't, this is one of those things where like, it's a fun and fun. Isn't the right word. It is an interesting take on that true crime story. Right. 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 Um, Because you could tell this story from any other angle, right? And it wouldn't involve the dogs. You could tell this story from Green River Killer style, right? Where like it's the detective and he's trying to find this thing. And the only way they find this killer is because his dog runs into the street. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you could like you could tell this story 
in a different way and, and still have it be like he collects people's dogs. Isn't that weird? Like this guy collects pets from owners that he kills and um, you could leave all of the pet part out. I just think that this is a really interesting way to tell this story, to use this perspective and this style to do this, right? Think, it's a different I think over look. the last six years, we tend to gravitate towards people who take big risk or, or I don't want to say big risk, but risk in, in comics. Yeah. Because we read so much like, like story arcs and we were on a run of very predictable, I mean, good, but yeah. very predictable plotting story structure genre stuff. And then you read something like this, which it seems maybe even twice as good as, you know, as it could be because it is taking a swing in a different direction. Right. And I think that that's the reason why it's it's effective. And that's the reason why I think I enjoyed it so much is it it's out of left field. It's a it's a story. I mean, the sort of true crime genre is a giant mega genre right now. When Where you think so of, much has been done already. Right. There's a ton in it. Right. Like the thriller. That's right. I mean, what were you were just talking about? You know, you're not on this episode, but we were talking about like plane reads, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? The Harlan Cobain. Yeah, Harlan Cobain, right? Like that story, his structure, he can crank out a book like that two a year or whatever. I, I just read a Don Winslow one on, on the book, which is like that. You know, it's just like I know I, exactly beat for beat what's going to happen. And, and this wasn't unpredictable, right? It wasn't like, you knew that the like I kind of I had a, like I said until like issue three, I I thought he I thought they had a back door, but that's ever but that there's that's always true. that in this genre. Right? But because uh, this wasn't a, they hadn't established this by doing this like Brew Baker has done in his right, true crime right, right, time right, right. time. You're like, well, wait a minute, I don't know these people from Adam. Um, so right, and I I think I think you just I think you just nailed it too. Like there's. I love those Brew Breaker criminal books and his sort of like take on that and that style of it. And this just comes at that kind of story. Which a is a, this is a pulp story. Right. A completely different angle. Um, and it does a really good job. And I think you're right. It takes a swing. It takes a, a risk in comic books, um, playing with something that's very cute, but telling a story that's dark and confusing maybe your audience right because i'm sure the dude who's stoked about um whatever's going on with venom and carnage right now isn't you know this isn't his thing but this is and it's not the normal that's going on right now like it is true crime but it's not the version of true crime that we're getting in comics right now yeah. right it's not a straight, cute animal story, right? It, 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 if these guys did, if, if these two did um, My Little Pony, you can see the My Little Pony in the imagery, right? Less cute than that. But you're telling a sort of very dark tale with this. Well, it's also a big swing in the sense of what you're known for and using what you're known for aesthetically. Right. And taking it in a different direction. So 
it would be like, uh, it was a horrible analogy as I'm already starting it into it. It would be like, what's your profession? What are you known for? Like, oh, teaching uh, uh, government and history. And then using the teaching form to teach something like, wow, like you're, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you still get like, struggling. I, but, I, but, I, but I get what you mean. You're just really, you're, you're sort of subverting this thing, right? Like, it's yeah, like, it, it's, it's, you're using 80% of what you're known for, but then the 20% of what, of the new stuff you're bringing into it just takes it to a whole nother, like a whole different audience. Right. Right. And I think that's, I think that that's the, fun. Be like you using your teaching skills to train dogs. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what it would be like. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna call roll here, Fluffy. Mm-hmm. Just raise your hand. I don't need you to say here. So let's let's. <laughs> I mean, we've been dancing around the art style of it. It's been pieces of it. So, what did you think? What was your thought process? What did you think about the art in this book? Were you turned off right uh, away? I, mean, you I mentioned think, it briefly. Uh, it's crazy but... because I'm not a fan of this particular type of art style. Normally, I'm not because I think this, as you have you said so many times, it comes along with a story that usually isn't isn't for me right um, exactly and same with manga uh you know manga art style isn't like straight up manga art style isn't my favorite but maybe that's because manga stories tend not to be stories that i gravitate towards so maybe i'm associating the story with the art too much so again yeah. when you when you separated it out when i first was reading that first issue i'm like oh this art style is it's it's that real kind of lithograph animation yeah, cell animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but once the story when we was going, that my you know perceptions of that really kind of changed. And I'm not saying that oh, I want to read more comics that are like this style, but uh, I feel like this serviced the story very well, and um, it, it also made me question my when i say i prefer this art style over the, another art style and i i think that's the thing that they're playing with yeah right i think that's the i think that's the purpose of a book like this yeah right you're playing with expectations you're playing with imagery i agree i read it I, the first couple of pages i was like well i don't know about this like this seems a little too on um, it seems a little too it's too cute mm-hmm. you know um but once you get that brief, once like it goes gray and there's just a flash of red, right? They they play with that color really well yeah. where it's bright and vibrant. And then all of a sudden it's muted, but the red is this striking. People are sort getting of, their necks bit out. Crim- and it's, it's, it's this crimson yeah. red. That's when I go like, oh, that's a fun way to play with this sort of style again, right? Like it can be very bright. And what that means is when you go dark, you can really change the mood very quickly when everything's, you know, fluffy and, and cute. All right, so let when me it's ask dark, you, it is dark. Uh, let me ask you to imagine this book in a more um, grittier style. Uh, maybe like a um, uh, Sean, Sean Murphy or something like that, you know? Uh, a little hatchier, a little bit more essentially. So thinking of it in that sense... Do you lose, I mean, you gain so much, but is there anything in this story that by making it a a, a grittier or, or maybe even more of a, what we consider like more of a, like a, a realistic house style um, that you lose 
by not having it done in the, that. Yeah, I, I think you lose the, the the tug on the heart. I think you lose the... No, what are they losing by doing this? By going cartoony Oh, by doing it this that. way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything by doing the other way that you would have gotten something out? Maybe gore? Yeah, I th- I think so. But I like there is only maybe there's only like two parts that are gory, so it's hard yeah. to say like you need that. Um, I don't I, I don't know. I I think you only and surprisingly I don't think you could because, separate the story from that honestly. because I because I because I really enjoy this. I don't know that you could do it any other way and have it feel the same. And it would negate the, the whole conversation that we just had about why right. we like it. Right. It would just be a story about dogs. And I like, I don't know. I think that this, because it plays with that expectation, because it plays with that genre and that style. Uh, without spoiling it too much, there is a mounting scene in here, a mounting M O U N T. And to see that done in the style, it doesn't, it's not as gory as it would be in another type of style, right. but that's kind of what makes it awesome. So I guess we also have to talk about this. You're not talking about the Congress of the dog, which would also be referred to as mounting. (laughs) You're speaking of a a dog's head being placed on a, like a deer. Yeah. 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 To trophy your dog. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's trophy mounting. Oh, that's a a trophy. Your dog is that an urban. (laughs) 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 It's an urban dictionary. (laughs) Ah. Oh, that's yeah. gross. Walked in the oh, house, man. man. This this chick was crazy, man. She trophied all her dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, okay. So, I thought the art was great. I thought the coloring. I think my favorite part um, about the use of this art style is the quick shift in color. How you can go from bright and sunny and they play with that red so well because it's the red of the scarf right and then you see that show up over and over again where it's just this sort of like glow of red from his like trophy room Mm -hmm. the glow of red from the shed where he has sort of the dogs dissected um the glow of the headlights right like all of these things i think that also I believe the glow of red from the head is a uh, a Nick Cave song. <laughs> <laughs> like the glow, it that ends up being one of those things where I think uh, we talked about it when we read Bog Bodies. That use of color, oh, yeah, yeah, is really is really important, and I think that that really helps set the tone. You know who would have liked this book, Andrea? Speaking of Bog Bodies, probably, yeah, probably. She's yeah. probably will be would be mad that she's not on this episode. So. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Um, since we're talking about art, let's let's chip that into favorite panels. Yeah. So, uh, I, my favorite panel. You want me to go first, or do you want to go sure. first? All right. My favorite panel is from book four. It's page nineteen on your digital reader, and I we always talk about how we don't like to cheat, but this is the first view of the shed, and you have all the dogs are trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, one of the dogs was taken into the shed and they're like, Oh, don't go in there. We don't ever go in there. We can't. I think that's one of the, like as dogs, they get yelled at when they do the wrong thing. Right. You say no. And these dogs are like, no, we can't do that. Master says no. Right. And so this one dog's like, I don't, as you can hear my dog in the background, maybe mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough people, oh, he needs, so, that dog needs to get trophied. 
<laughs> this is one of those. This is like it's uh, what's it called when ASMR? you watch a movie? Oh, you watch a movie in 4D. This yeah. is a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. in 4D. Just uh, say, uh, so, I just layered some dog sounds throughout this whole podcast. Throughout the podcast, um, that they find the Dalmatian, the dog skin yeah. hanging from the ceiling. That panel on page 19 is the one where you're like, oh crap, dude's gross. Right. There's like skulls hanging from the ceiling. There's like just there's an axe and like a drill and eyeballs out and teeth out on the thing. But it's not gory. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it plays with that sort of like cute but dark Mm -hmm. um, that I think the whole book does well. So that's my panel. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, mine is book five, uh, Digital Reader uh, 17. Um, this is the, uh, uh, a big crash happens. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil like what, what happens in that panel, but if you read it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm holding up here for Josh. Um, it is, they do motion really well in this. Uh, it's a loud yeah. uh, uh, panel. In fact, it's, it's a splash page, but it's actually kind of cut off. They, 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 they splinter it a little bit. Um, in an interesting, and it's a weird way. It's a weird yeah. way to split to split the panel up. To split that panel up, but it, but it works really well. And um, again, they're playing with that background, cotton candy clouds, uh, while something horrific is happening in the foreground. Um, and and you know, in the in this terrible scene, like the glow of the sun behind it, very angelic looking yeah. in that panel, and just yeah. a touch of 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 gore in here. Yeah. But it's that moment of how do you recreate that 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 crash moment in this story that resonates with people because we've all been here before. We've probably yeah. most people have probably seen this, maybe even been a part of it, or, or been the victim to it. Uh, and this does this crashing does it really well. Yeah, Coloring, I... layout, pencils, all great. Yeah. It's that I that that's a good panel. I like that panel a lot. Um, so who do you recommend this to? Who do you give this to? What are your thoughts on who should read this? Well, it, it's interesting because I, I think this this book, as I mean, right after the first issue, I think one of the things that's great about this, other than maybe like your kids, you know, it might be a little bit too much for them. I think this has a wide audience. Uh uh, as far as who can give this to, because it has that yeah. thriller vibe, it has that pulp yeah. vibe, it has that cartoon vibe. However, I don't think I would, if I had, if I had the trade when this comes out in the trades, and I was handing this to someone. Normally, I like to just hand them the book and say, "Hey, it's good. I think you'll like this. Read it." The, th- the same thing I d- apparently did to you is like, I would do the caveat of read the first five pages. It's not what it seems. You're going to enjoy this. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, th- I I think that that's a, and I think you also have to go like, this is a, I think this is good for your true crime friend, mm-hmm. right? Your friend who listens to, you know, the murder podcast or yeah. watches. Not good every... for someone whose dog has just passed away. No, probably not. That's who I would not recommend this to. I think that's the only thing I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. Don't give it to small children. Don't give it to kids and don't give it to someone who just lost their dog. Dog lovers, I I would give it to because I think yes. they're going to go through an emotional roller coaster. Yes, it pulls at those heartstrings and ends uh, in not, a way that is satisfying. Yes, 
Um, but I think you're right. If, if you know someone who likes true crime, if you know someone who likes comic books, I think for just a comic book reader, this plays with the genre. This plays with your expectations. This plays with the medium really well. If you're someone who isn't a con, if you know someone if, who's not a comic falls book reader. It into another category too, which we don't get to see with a lot of what we read in this podcast is it's five issues and they're quick. And it's done. It's quick. Big panels. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of word balloons. I mean, we're talking like typically one, two, three, four, uh, five or six it, panels. It feels on page. very. It it feels. Ah, it's this is, I don't. I don't want this to sound. It's. I don't mean this to be pejorative, but it it feels. Um, now I can't think of the word because I didn't want to use it because I didn't golden want it to books. Sound. No, like it. It it feels like a starter comic book. And I don't mean that. Yeah. And you know, I, mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It like you could hand this to someone and they wouldn't get lost. It Ex- doesn't very good point. Pedestrian. Maybe, you very know what I mean? Good point. Like, there's, there's not, there's not a lot of flash in the layouts. There's not a lot of tiny print. Uh, there's not a lot of, of, and there, there are good places for that. Um, right. But you think, you think like when you hand someone like a Marvel book, like, or dark Knight returns, even they need, continuity and they need this and they need that and they need this and and you hand someone a book like even if you were to give someone you know a, a we just we'd mentioned it before like brew baker when you give him one of his brew breakers sean phillips those are that's not maybe like it's a little harder medium it's a harder version of the medium right like this is a light in the sense of being able to grasp it and being able to run with it use of the medium it's not tricky it's not fooling you it's not overwhelming you with how complicated some it's not not over comicking it right yeah i think that's i think that's a good way to put it right it's not over comic booking it so i think this is a good one i think this is a good one to hand out this is one of those things where i go like oh this could be a good gift for someone and, uh, you know, as we wrap up here, um, as far as, you know, before trade summer, reading things in single issues before the trade comes out, um, really enjoyed this one. This one worked yeah. perfect in individual issues. I hope this team works together again in, in, you know, I don't want the exact replica of this and I don't need this story to go on. I don't want to you know, right. see straight out. But I, like, what do you do now? Like, I, do, I don't want to see them. Pl- I wouldn't want to see them play subvert, in this. Subvert just the same thing, you know, like cartoon. But a different, dark. Yeah. yeah. But it, I don't know that I want that. But I, he's a good writer. I really yeah. enjoyed, I really enjoyed this. Structurally, like top, like one of the, yeah. one of the better structured stories that I've read in comics for a long time. No yeah. fat on this thing. No, none. No, this is a lean a lean dog. It's like a greyhound. Un, like just like a, a malnourished. Lean and, lean and fast. Mal- yeah, yeah. Like, lean a, and like, fast. A, like, a, like a greyhound. Uh, but um, definitely check this out. Hand it to your friends. Um, enjoy it. Read it. And uh, Hug your dog, bro. Hug, your, hug dog. your dog. I will hug my dog after this so he knows that I don't want to chop his head off and put it on a plaque you don't want to trophy him yeah i don't want to trophy him uh all right so folks you can find all of our episodes on your favorite podcast app whichever that may be or you can go to the website comicexposure.com and and just peruse you can literally go through the archive pick a month pick a year Mm -hmm. and go like what the hell did they read this month Mm -hmm. 
go read grab all, it. You read all the major runs, pretty much all the major, the the big, go, ten, a lot of the big temple stuff. It's in there. Go grab it. Give it a read. Listen to the podcast. There's so many weird things we've read mm-hmm. and so many normal things we've read that if you're like, man, I want to read something, but I want to like, I don't, you don't have someone to talk to yeah, yeah. about it. Right. Go do that. Um, I am a nerd and I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to plug another podcast, but I guess I'm kind of plugging a podcast. Travis said he was going to read Dune and he said that he would talk to me about it, but he didn't. And, uh, I then in that process read all six Dune books. Uh, and <laughs> you were reading those before, right? I read, <laughs> I read all six again. And I had to go listen to a podcast where two guys talk about Dune Chapter House because yep. no one, I have no one who I can talk to that book about. And so this is why I think this is it. I think a pot, I think part of the joy of this for the both of us is that we get to read something and talk about it. Yep. You might not be able to talk to us about it, but you can hear us bloviate about it after you've read it. And it's kind of like you're in the conversation. So go check out. Two examples of that would be like during COVID, I rewatched Game of Thrones, but there's this great Game of Thrones podcast. And so I'd watch an episode and before watching the next one, I listened to an hour of their podcast talking about a thing and they bring in stuff from the books I didn't know about. And recently I've been focusing on listening to albums full albums that i love and just addressing albums and there's an, a podcast called the album club where they'll talk for like three hours on outcome the wolves and play a little section oh. of each song and talk about the album as an album and so it's like giving yourself little mini projects you know yeah. hey do i want to read uh that volume of gambit well i mean i'm gonna read it and then it's just gonna be like this you can read it now takes maybe an hour and a half to get th- through reading that and then an hour podcast of us talking about an hour an hour with us so uh do that it's fun literally go back pick a month pick a year and find something and give it a listen uh share uh, the uh, podcast uh, a sec- with your friends a, a secret to our podcast is we don't put we don't talk about books that uh, we, we don't, don't like. like now there might be some that Josh likes more than me or uh, I like more than Josh but if you look at our list, there are a couple that are like nutritious, like, oh, okay, we're going to read this old Fantastic Four series or whatever it is. But if we're talking about it, it means we got something out of it. So don't don't feel like you're going to pick something and it's going to be complete shit. Yeah, we try not we try not to. Do that. I think we have one episode where we completely disagree. Only one. Yeah, but I mean, you were at least fighting for it. Yeah, out of like out of years of this podcast, only one where we were like button heads on it. So, folks, go check it out. Go to the website. Go back, find an episode, share it with your friends. If you got a buddy that you read comic books with, or you're like, hey, let's let's read this, right? And go uh, read Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Good God, yes, go read Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. I might right reread now. that shit. <laughs> also, read the what was the other one he did? We can never go home. We can go never read go home. Those, that's and listen read. and listen to that podcast because that's the one we butt heads on. Ah, <laughs> uh, not as much. As, I liked uh, it, but I was just like purposely yeah. pulling at at strings on no, it. Yeah, go. I think I called you a poser. Didn't I? I don't <laughs> <Yeah. remember. laughs> so go read those those two those two books are great. And he's like a giant Marvel. He's great author now. Yeah. He's a great author. He's a great Marvel writer. Go read those two books. Check it out. All right. Black Mass Comics, I think is what it's on. 
Uh, but thank you for tuning in. Travis and I will see you next trade.